Welcome to The Center and the Saint. I'm Melissa Bell. And I'm Allison Kane. Girl, I've got a doozy for you. Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay. So I haven't been to the gym for a very long time because not well, right? right? Dealing with a lot of health issues, been working out at home. And so over the weekend, I decided to go with my husband and son to the gym. And I don't really love the gym. It's great there, but it's just the mundane whatever. So I'm trying to give it my all. And I have to use a restroom. I go in, I use the restroom, and at this particular gym, there's like sinks on one side, then there's a wall, and then there's sinks on the other side where the toilets are, right? Okay. Go to the bathroom, and I go to the sinks on the toilet side. Well, this girl is spread out. There's three sinks, and she's taking up two of them. She's got her stuff everywhere. Oh, like she's... getting ready after showering and right. working out. Okay. She's on the phone talking to somebody like on her little ear pod or whatever having a conversation very loudly so we all heard it thank you very much and um <laughs> i'm praying for your son's injury by the way but the sink that, <laughs> the sink that i went to go wash my hands at had a big sign in it that said um you know sorry for the inconvenience this one doesn't work well i look over and i'm like i'll just go around the other side of the wall right yeah. and wash my hands i think nothing of it because i'm minding my own business and then i hear her loudly go oh girl you nasty. You're not even going to wash your hands after you use the toilet? <gasps> okay. Maybe it was because I was already ruffled from being at the gym around a bunch of people. I washed my hands. I thought, no, she didn't. So oh. I walked back around the wall. I said, excuse me, ma'am. I am so sorry that my life is so important to you. But if you must know, I was on the other side of the wall where the other sinks are washing my hands Thank you so much for your concern. Oh, you told her that? I did. Oh, but she didn't come. She's three times bigger than me, just so you know. I mean, she could have taken me out. But you have a taser. Didn't have my taser, but I had enough (laughs) fight in me. I'm pretty sure I could have surprised her. I'm pretty sure you could have. So then I start to walk away. She doesn't acknowledge me when I'm telling her this. She just tries to ignore me, right? Uh And then she's like, these people in Apex are crazy. And I want to go back and go, and also, ma'am, it's Carrie. But she didn't. I didn't do that part. And then I go out to my husband. I'm like, I am so flustered. I want to go back in there and make sure she knows what I just said. Because I know (laughs) she knows what I just said, but she didn't acknowledge what I just said. I mean, it had me ruffled. I get it. For like 20 minutes. And I was like, Melissa, what is wrong with you? Who cares? (laughs) Who cares? What this woman thinks. And the woman on the other side of the phone. I mean, it messed up my whole experience. Oh. But I'm not living this life for anybody else. You got that right. (laughs) Which leads me to today's topic. Great, girl. That's a good story. Bring it on. I mean, here's the thing. I'm going to have to temper myself because I know I'll see her again. Especially if I choose to go next week at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Anyway, any ever happened to you like that? Oh, yes. You know, here's what I would like to say. Okay. Because you know I'm an encourager. Yep. Are you encouraging me or her? You. Okay. <laughs> 100%. I don't know. She needs some work. Um, you normally would have um, taken that a step further than oh, you did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You would have gone back um, and said something else, maybe with not the correct language. Expletives. Mm-hmm. Sentence enhancers, but as you, we call them. But you didn't. <laughs> right. Look at you growing. Um, this is what we always say to each other. Look at me growing. <laughs> I'll tell Melissa's story. I'm like, look at me growing. Um, and also, 
that it probably would have irritated you previously a lot longer than 20 minutes. I mean... Would you agree with that? I would. And I just had to sit there and work out and have a conversation with God. Yeah. Like, why is this bothering me? And then it was like, why shouldn't I go in and... I mean, I had a full conversation in my head with him. Yeah. Someone... (laughs) And you were talking to God. That's true. About it. Look at me. Look at you. There's hope for all of you. See, I just want to... Like, sometimes we get so caught up and we can be hard on ourselves. Yeah. But then we miss the growth and the change. Anyway, I see a lot of that in that story. Thank you. Yeah. And also, maybe she'll be at one of our events and I can tell the story in such detail. She'll know I'm talking about her. (laughs) All right, we're digressing now. Okay. (laughs) Oh, gosh. So it got me thinking, um, you know, are we living our lives for other people? Mm. Maybe I want to call it a curated life. I'm not Mm. really sure. I think with social media and the way the world is right now, I think it's easy to fall into that. Oh, gosh. 100%. I think even without social media, we can live our lives for um, our parents, Mm -hmm. spouses, um, what employers think we should be doing, other people in our lives. Yeah. Yeah. It can be anything. I think sometimes um, we play it safe. Oh, yeah. It's so much easier to play it safe than be in the... Um, uncomfortable zone yeah and step outside the box and think for ourselves oh think for yourselves this is a good time to do this in the new year guys um i said you know are you playing it safe and ways you might think like signs you might be playing it safe is idleness in your life Mm. there's not a lot of um excitement or it's mundane um you're super comfortable yeah, status quo. Live in the status quo, exactly. But then I got to thinking, what makes us play it safe? Or what keeps us living not our true authentic selves? Mm. What do you think? Well, fear is always a big one. Yeah, that was my big one, for I sure. I mean, fear is fear of disappointing others, fear of change, fear of, you know, uh, a transition period, fear of not know the unknown, mm-hmm. all, so much, so much fear, not being enough. I think shame mm. can lead us into that, um, that status quo, uh, doubt. Yeah. Insecurity of, yeah. Who you are, which is where we go back to the reason why it's important to know who you are in Christ and who God is, is because it does seep into every area of your life. Absolutely. You know, I would even venture out to say there are probably some people that are in their current position at work because somebody told them when they were in middle school, Mm. hey, you are a really good person. I don't know, artist, or you're a really good writer. I think that's what you should do. And maybe that was the first time anybody even noticed you. And so you took that and you ran with it and you are so unhappy sitting in your cubicle. Uh, so I'll share a story story from my husband's life um, where he has said in the past, he was really good at math and um, all through high school, middle school and high school, his teachers would say, you, oh, you're so good at math. You should be an engineer. You should be an engineer. You should be an engineer. Well, he didn't. Well, okay. Like, so he went to school for civil engineering, 
But now, but later he was like, I just wish I'd gone for business. It's not a, he loves his job now, but he just wishes that he had put a little more thought into it. Right. Um, and, but you know, he's, he's a kid. Yes. And, um, or he, he's not now. <laughs> but yes, he just did what he just heard everyone else say all those years. Yeah. yeah. And the other um, side of this coin is you weren't doing something because somebody told you that you weren't good at it mm. or that you wouldn't be able to do that. Right. Mm. You went with the safety. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, if they say it, it must be true. Yes. Have you ever experienced something where you felt like you wanted to do something, but then someone said, oh, that's not a good idea, or that's really dangerous, or... And that kind of makes me, because of my personality, want to do it more to prove them wrong because I'm a little stubborn. Okay. I like it. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, that's my personal issue, people. I I can think of so many times, and I also think... Um, I guess it's living authentically is what we're trying to get you to or get us to also. But I think that we take on the narratives that people apply to our lives. And this is a really intricate one, perhaps. But saying things like, oh, my gosh, you come from such a traumatic background. Wow, you have such a um, hard story. And then you feel like you have to live like you have a hard story. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Or you have to live like you come from that trauma background. You have to represent that some way in your life. And the truth is, you don't. I, and offering the flip side of that coin, you know, for it, people can do the opposite. It's like, oh, well, you just grew up in such a nice family and your parents were, you know, never divorced and... Um, you had all the things you wanted and needed. And so you feel as if you have that. And so everything should be honky dory. And then if it's not, you're like, what's wrong <laughs> what's with me? What's wrong with me? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I didn't live that part. <laughs> um, yeah. Another one is, are you living your life for the applause of others? Ooh, oh, and I, I did this for a long time. Did you? Yeah. Tell me about it. Um, I just feel as if I, uh, for whatever reason, I needed to do things for others. Um, perform is an interesting word, uh, but be an extra big help so that people would like me because they couldn't maybe just like me for who I was. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully, I've worked through that. <laughs> yeah, life's a little less and exhausting, it's, right? It's, I mean, yes, so much. Like, this is all I am. This is what I've got. Happy to help, but this is all I can do. Mm-hmm. So, so there's uh, a lot of freedom in that. Here's a funny story about me. So, I live in the middle of Apex, right? Nowhere near a beach. I'm from Florida, so I am a little bit of an island girl. But I saw this front doormat that said Aloha, and it has the hibiscus or whatever on it. And so I paused, and I said, oh, my gosh, I love this one so much. But then I thought, I need to take some pictures and make sure this is right. Will this look okay on my front door? Does this go with my house? And then I'm, I, I did that for a little bit, and then I was like, wait a minute. No, I like it, so I'm going to buy it, and I'm going to leave it in front of my house all year long through Christmas. <laughs> I didn't have a happy fall, y'all. None of that. In fact, it's like freezing cold out and maybe freezing, you know, snow. Aloha, baby. You like what? Aloha, baby. Aloha. Yeah, I, I love 
love it. And so my house, my rug. Get over it, people. But how many times do we do stuff in our yes. houses, in the mm-hmm. things we wear, in the cars that we drive? Yes. And I was like, who, who decided? Whoever is in charge is the one that's in charge of that. Yeah. There isn't a rule book, right? Just the word of God, and we go by that. And he didn't say anything about what your front doormat should look like. <laughs> Just that your door should be open. <laughs> right. But not all the time. That's right. <laughs> Boundaries. Boundaries. <laughs> oh, that's a really good example. I think there's so many things in life. It's like, why do you go to the church that you go to? Mm. Um, why do you attend the Bible study that you attend? Why do you volunteer at the place where you volunteer? You know, is it because it's something near and dear to your heart? Is it because, or is it because it's like the cool charity where, you know, um, why do you, I don't even know what, why do you buy the certain clothes that you buy? Is it because you like them and it's your style or is it because it's what everybody else in your friend group wears? Right. I mean, even why do you work out? Mm. Do you work out because, okay, this is probably older people wisdom that we have now. Right. But do you work out because you want to be strong and healthy and vibrant um, when you have your ARP card? Or. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was really mad when I got that AARP. I just got one like a week yeah. ago. I said, oh, when you turn 50. But then I thought. They'll give you a free gift if you join. I know. It's a little organizer for your trunk. I might do it. Anyway, I digress about that. <laughs> but why are you going to the gym? Why are you trying to get that body? And if you're getting that body so you can wear a cute little tank top and some booty shorts, you're going to attract the wrong things. Right. Yeah, I'm definitely not going to the gym to wear booty shorts. People. Now, don't get me wrong. If you want to look all hot and sexy for your man, get it on. Like my husband. Yeah, yeah I did a couple extra squats for you, baby. <laughs> And I do. I do want to stay, you know, fit and trim because I want long-term flexibility. I want to be able to enjoy my grandkids one day. If God blesses my children with, with you know, kids, I want to continue to travel with my husband and, yeah. you know, stay healthy as long as whatever I can do. I mean, that can you can be thrown a loop at any moment with things like that. But what's in my control? Right. Yes. So I was just really pondering all these things that we may be doing for somebody else and not even realizing it. Mm -hmm. And then I got to thinking, you don't know that you're not living your authentic life until you start living it. And then you go, Oh, wow. (laughs) This is really putting on a show back there. Yes. The performance. Yes. Yes. And it is exhausting. And that's how you know. And then you are almost, I mean, think about this. You're a little resentful that you can't be yourself, but it's like, why can't you be yourself? Because you haven't started to believe in who God truly says that you are. When we're firmly rooted and grounded in that, and I'm not saying it's going to be perfect. I mean, we always go back to doubts. We're human, right? Right. But the faster, like the 20 minutes when the beginning story, we're quicker to recoup that. Once we have found our anchor in Christ and his word. And that is what turned me around. And you said um, anchor in his word. And the truth is, I think when you get into God's word and you know who you are and you know God's character and you know what God says about you, it's way easier to identify the lies of the enemy. Yes. To see them for what they are. Quicker. Fat, yes. And I will say, like sometimes... When I said quicker, hmm, 
Sometimes I think I could believe them. Well, there were some that I believed for years. Back in the day, like a decade. Yeah, you but know. don't you think now that you're closer with God, you would recognize him? Oh, yes. I recognize him much, much faster now. Yes. And because I'm always in the Word. I'm in the Word every single day. Mm-hmm. And there's so many benefits of that. To constantly be opening the Word of God and seeing and reading truth. Like, we have to do that. We have to fuel up. I I was just thinking about being in the Word of God every day and how daunting that sounds, especially as someone who didn't grow up in the Bible and mm-hmm. knowing that there were 66 books in the Bible and all the things about the Bible. And when someone said that before, it just sounded so ugh and dirty to me. Yeah. But there are so many different ways. Yeah, I only read like six to ten verses a day. Yeah, and how do you choose what verses you're going to read? Uh, They pop up on this Bible app I have, and I just use whatever. Okay, Mm -hmm. and then you also can choose different translations of the Bible, right? Yeah, I usually do two different translations now. This is my New Year thing, Um, and I throw a commentary like in the middle just for extra whatever. A study Bible is really good, but yeah, it's not heavy. It's just a few verses, but I sit with those and really let them sink in mm-hmm. and see what God's going to show me. So that's, it's not like I'm sitting down reading three chapters of a book of the Bible. Right. And you're not spending hours. I just want to encourage mm-hmm. other people because it took me a long time to get past that and decide that I could open the Bible. I agree. And honestly, just making it, it took me forever to make it a part of my morning routine. Mm-hmm. And because I love sleep so much, <laughs> I know, yeah. but making it a part, but I always heard that, but I was like, whatever, I don't need you people to tell me what to do, but <laughs> <What>? <laughs> there's my stubborn streak. Um, as long as I get it in, which is true, as long as you get it in, it's important. But I will say having it as a part of my morning routine, even if it's just reading those few verses when I drink my tea and have my protein bar in the morning. It makes all the difference for my day. Starts you off on the right foot. It does. Yeah. So that when we are approached by the rude people or run into the rude people in the gym bathroom or the irritable neighbor or Mm -hmm. the cranky teenager or whatever it is, um, that has already just, God has sort of anchored us for the day. Right. Re-anchored. Yeah, and you already started conversing with him. So now yes. you're engaging with him, which is awesome. Exactly. So I quickly wrote down three ways you might be living a curated life instead of your authentic self. Uh, you're unhappy. Mm. You know, you wake up and you're going, oh, this again? Do I have to? Yeah. <laughs> Red flag. Red flag. <laughs> um, you can't be your true authentic self. You find yourself um, quieting down, sitting down, sitting in the corner, um, not speaking up. You're, you may be surrounded by people that were attracted to your inauthentic self you presented. Mm-hmm. So I suggest that you go ahead and just start slowly tearing off the Band-Aid. Yes. Tell, you, tell your story a little bit. Um, you go through the motions. Mm-hmm. Um, and, or follow the person in front of you. Gosh. I mean, I think this happens so much. People, we just, we aren't even thinking We just follow that person in front of us and we're not thinking about where we're going. They are all going through, as the gospels say, through the wide gate because that's the easy way with the crowd Mm -hmm. instead of the narrow gate, which is to Jesus, which it says very few will find and enter. 
Um, and we need to be looking for the narrow gate every day, that true, authentic path mm-hmm. to Christ that's us. He didn't create cookie cutters. Right. And he did. I mean, we are each fearfully and wonderfully made, each for a specific purpose. Never once in Scripture does it say everyone gets the same gifts, everyone's going to do the same thing, follow this, do this, and you should all look the same. It talks about how we're the body and how each of us are gifted with different spiritual gifts. And yes, of course, there are going to be others who have your same gifts and everything, but we look it looks different in our lives because we're each individual people. I think just learning to embrace that. I and love savor that it. because that's exactly what I was thinking. If you are living someone else's life for you, right? If you're living what someone else has determined for you, mm-hmm. you're not being authentic to who God made you. And so the world is missing out on the gifts that he gave you. And yeah. you know what they are. I promise you, somewhere you either get sparked by something, you get excited about something, there's something that wakes you up at night that you think, oh, I want to know more about that. You get a little bit of um, excitement in your spirit when you encounter that, but then you probably just push it aside or you talk your way out of it. Yes, and I will say, just to challenge you, sometimes it's something that you wouldn't necessarily choose. Like way Lots back of in the times. day. Lots of times, <laughs> yes. actually. I never, ever wanted to. I mean, I would cry as a kid if I had to stand up and speak in front of the class, which is hysterical now. Right. That's like kind of my job. <laughs> but um, public speaking. But that made me really uncomfortable. And the thought of it, but I could sense that God was nudging me in that direction And if he's nudging you, it is hard to take that step. But trusting him, just little baby steps at a time Mm -hmm. with what he's nudging you um, towards is so worth it. And just see how he shows up. Mm. So um, living authentically, you're going to have less FOMO, right? You don't really know what's going on in the world and you don't necessarily care. And you're going to have true joy. Yes. Yes. In the midst of whatever, just there will be an a distinct joy in your life daily. You and I talked about this recently off air. We were saying, mm-hmm. hey, so I don't understand this joy that I have. It's, you know, anyway, it, it's an interesting, the whole joy thing is interesting to me. I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. We're going to talk about that next week. Oh, good. Well, yes. hey, bring notes because I don't have them. <laughs> um, and you'll have peace because there's no confusion. Yes. You, you have a confident peace you feel confident walking into wherever you're going mm-hmm. because you're rooted in who God created you to be. And you're just being yourself. Right. It's really hard to be uncomfortable when you're just yourself, <laughs> you know? And I, the word that comes to mind when living this way that I have really felt is restful. The word restful. Mm. There's just, I mean, and some of that's peace and joy. It's all of that rolled into one, but you just feel at ease mm-hmm. and at a, a state of rest. Um, almost a state of being satisfied. Is yes. that the word? Um, yeah. yeah. Anyways, hey, where can you go live more boldly this week? Mm-hmm. Where does life feel really mundane? Start to pray about it. Start to journal about it. Ask God um, where you're supposed to be, what you're supposed to be doing. 
He will let you know. He will. Sit down and have a conversation with your spouse. Dream together. Have conversations. Ask someone else, like, what do you see in me as my gifts that I might be missing or purposely overlooking because it makes me uncomfortable? There it is. Yeah, there <laughs> it is. Uh, hey, thanks for joining us this week on The Center of the Same.